I'm Nels Anderson. And I'm Jesse Turner. I'm Brody Lodmel. And welcome to Terminal 7. And here we are again with a very special guest. That's right. Who do we got with us, Nels? We have Mr. Brody Laudmel here for episode 21. Yeah. Not to, not to forget to mention it. Um, Brody is here because in addition to being a rad Netrunner player here in the Vancouver meta, Vancouver scene, mm-hmm. uh, you recently returned from, from the World Netrunner Championship I in did. Minnesota. That's and right. And you did pretty darn well at that tournament. I did my best. You are one of the 15 best Netrunner players on the planet, according to that tournament result. And the only Canuck in the top 16. That's true. Yeah. Representing the best Netrunner player in Canada. Team Canada. There we go. Well done. How you doing, sir? Oh, really good. Really good. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. So, Worlds. What did you you bring to Worlds? So, for Worlds, I'll I'll back it up a bit, I guess, because I wasn't totally sure I was going to go, and then... I It is a bit of a ways. It is a bit of a ways and it's kind of a bit more it's like there's no cash prize, so you have to kind of justify the cost of it. Yes. Um but I just randomly I went to your tournament and won it and then the next day we got our work bonus and I got more money than I was expecting, so I'm like, Oh sweet, I might as well just go to worlds. <laughs> so, so you got your net runner bonus. Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, I'll just practice later. And then as the weeks were coming up, I wasn't practicing uh-huh. until like maybe two weeks before. So I basically was like, okay, well, I don't have time to practice anything other than Near Earth Hub. Oh. So I ended up just taking, you know, Astrobotics, Cheese, Near Earth Hub. Um, I did my regionals, right? I won that one with... Oh, yeah. So we forgot to mention, you were also the British Columbia regionals champion. Yeah, woo! 23 people at that regionals. (laughs) Crushed it. Smashed it. Yeah. I guess that means you technically... But you didn't go to nationals. No. So you didn't get your free... I didn't get a buy. Regional winners got a round one buy at nationals. nationals. Yeah. And national winners got a round one buy at Worlds, That's right. right. And a hotel and So you had to work your way up. Well, I had to play the first round. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You'd earn it. There are no did. freebies. <laughs> That's yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So near Hub, basically it's, it's super close to my, the world is yours version of the deck. So I brought that. Cause that's what you ran at the regionals. regionals yeah. With, right? Okay. Yeah. And then just Andy suckers. Just, uh, you love it. <laughs> just Dex no difference. Win. Dex that win. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, I was fooling around with Magnum Opus in Andy, um, just because I was expecting the Vancouver meta. It warps your mind because there's so many, there's so many glacier decks and weirdo types. So like, you want to try to be good at everything, and so I had Magnum Opus in my deck for a while and. As I was testing when I got there, I realized that was just the worst decision. <laughs> <laughs> but, so, but, but, but it would have killed in Vancouver. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it yeah, I think so. I was doing pretty well locally. Well, see, I guess that's I guess that's kind of an interesting challenge when you're deck building on the runner side, right? Because you have to be able to at least reasonably deal with both a like super fast, like near earth hub, crazy fast advance, always scoring out of hand thing but also be able to deal with like a huge replicating perfection or yeah. HB or something glacier and being able to do both of those things well seems challenging. Yeah, that's that's like that's the struggle. That's why that's why the fact that Blue Sun was released before Worlds made Worlds so much more interesting mm. because it was like before that there was the two kind of the two decks you had to worry about right. RP and uh and Near Earth Hub 
and both of those really benefited from having Parasite. But then against Blue Sun, parasites are just dead. Right. Like, unless you're really farming your data suckers. So there's this like cat and mouse game where people take the parasites out and then that makes RP better, right? <laughs> oh, of course. Um, so, so yeah, that, that was interesting. I, that is interesting. Yeah. yeah. So you, um, leading up to Worlds, you were also playing a lot with um, another Vancouver player, Keith. Keith, uh, yeah. Who also went to Worlds, and he, he brought Blue Sun, right? He did, yeah. And this and this was Keith's like first tournament tournament, right? He didn't go to regionals. He didn't, didn't go to nationals. No, he's gone to the Starlet one. Yeah, he's gone to the, 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 yeah. Yeah. the smaller local, local ones. Yeah. yeah, that was that was the biggest tournament he'd ever been in. And, 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 well, because and, and, it was the biggest worlds. tournament <laughs> ever. <laughs> it's the biggest tournament I'd, I'd ever been in as well, yeah. So he... He we tested obviously a lot together, mm -hmm. and um, he beat it into my head to not just take free runs against Blue Sun. Like the amount of times he would see Source and then kill Cotty, just I just did not make that mistake. At <laughs> oh, interesting. So he dropped a C Source not necessarily for the Scorched Earth kill, but just to get rid of your big money resources. Yeah, yeah. Oh. If you lose Cotty, you're losing that game because that's the only way you can keep up. Interesting. Um, so that. Armed with that knowledge, uh, I was able to do really well against my Blue Sun opponents at Worlds. That must have been great when you, when you sat down across, you see the ID flip, and you're like, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> well, I had, yeah, I mean, I ended up playing three Blue Sun opponents in the Swiss, including Timmy's. And I just, I Tim, was just. Timmy being the person who ended up placing third, placing third overall yeah. in the right. entire tournament. Right, yeah. Um, and so I beat his Blue Sun deck by just. Putting money on KD, using Mr. Lee, digging for my cards that I wanted. Like I would install R and D interface and then click for credit money on KD go. Huh. And you because because you don't it's not like NEH, like you don't have to just keep them R and D locked. Like right. you can just let their agendas build up in HQ or whatever. Um so you so yeah, so my runner deck basically with the addition of Cody, it's pretty good against Blue Sun. Mm. Um, was was that a last minute ch kind no. of change you made? Cody's been in my deck since the beginning. Forever, <laughs> right? Okay. Yeah. Well, I guess when I had Magnum, I, I, it replaced it. Right, right. But um, were there any other? So runner side, was there anything else that you put in because you were worried specifically about what might be the big stuff in the field at Worlds or things you changed out at the last minute that were good or? I put data suckers back in just because of how good they are. Like in conjunction, <laughs> just in conjunction with security tests, like you security test archives, and then that's two and oh, that's three. You get the three and the uh, sucker token, and then you can run yeah, R and D, and you're like, all right, two tokens, bring your Eli down, cost me two, get one back from Desperado, like. The amount of times where, with compared to, to Magum Opus turn, it's like Opus Opus. Okay, run, break your Eli, cost four. <laughs> Right, you know, it's just the the math on the suckers just works out for, you know, the Eli's like it, almost everyone's running Eli. Like yeah. every RP deck has three, every NEH deck has three. Like, you know, it's, it's good against that. <laughs> um, one thing, I was hanging out in the in the pool, right of the Radisson. Just you mean literally the pool? Literally like the, the, the pool. The, the yeah, big yeah. The, cement the, box the, full of water. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. And and uh, way too much chlorine. My skin just got wrecked. <laughs> Um, <laughs> trying to sabotage you. And I was, Everybody dumped the chlorine in. I was listening to Jesse Vandover and Dan Darginio, the uh, champion, just argue about what is the best card draw in, in an Andy deck. In this, in the, that's kind of surreal. That's cool. <laughs> that is pretty surreal. Well... No, everybody. So everybody just lives it there. You play all day and you talk about it all night. Like it's just not. 
That's just baseline. Nobody thinks that's weird there. That's You're awesome. soaking in the pool while soaking in Netrunner. Yeah. And <laughs> I mean, I guess because I've, ne- I've, I, my, my dad's family is all from Minnesota. So I've been, they're from like oh, way yeah. northern Minnesota, but I've been to Minneapolis before. But certainly I've never been to Roseville. It's not, it's like suburbs outside of Minneapolis, right? Yeah, I yeah. think so. I don't know. I, okay. the, the Radisson is next to the Fantasy Flight Game Center. I see. So that's basically where, and I went to a weird grocery store that had carpets. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i don't know why that, i don't know why i find that hilarious but i do it's weird like in a place where there's snow there's car- i don't know that's irrelevant but those were the three places i went so i don't really know how far i was from minneapolis okay. so, <laughs> h- hanging out on the radisson the talking car oh yeah, yeah so yeah. and th- basically it drilled into my head that you absolutely have to have car draw like there's so many dead cards in your um uh criminal deck Right, like the second and third Desperado siphons are a lot of times times dead. Mm. Um, Pet parasite if you're playing Blue Sun, I guess. Yeah, exactly, and or like your your second Corroder, and uh, ultimately I I decide I agreed with Jesse Vandover that Mister Lee was the good choice, and right. that card just it was it ended up just being so amazing on the nice. day. Like, I mean, it's hard to call it um, MVP or whatever because right. like Desperado was probably fills that role but yes. <laughs> just the amount of times where i would just go mr lee okay sweet awesome cart like legwork other right. desperado okay here you go desperado on the bottom. Desperado. i mean i yeah. guess the other thing that mr lee lets you do is cards that are good but you don't want now like yeah. if you're sitting on like 18 credits you're like i don't need another sure gamble right now. no no or like digging for the like it's like four of my matches in the rounds of seven were scorch wayland decks right mm. so like and i you know, so digging for the plascretes, right. it's just like lot, you, you can just go efficient. way faster. Did you yeah. pack one plascrete or two? Two, mm. two just because um, mid seasons was like a really common blue sun archetype. Mm. Like one just saves you that turn, but it kind of doesn't really save you. Right, that will save you for a turn, but not necessarily. Yeah, it saves <laughs> you from the sea source double scorch kill. Right, but like even in Timmy's, it had mid. Uh, he had mid season. Right, right. Interesting. Okay, yeah. so on the corpse side, corpse side NEH architect, right. two architects, crushing card. Holy cats! If you look at <laughs> yeah, if you if you go to the top sixteen and you look at even just the names of the deck, like most of them are named NEH architect. <laughs> right? I think I think there was like I don't know, at least nineteen copies of architect in the top sixteen. Wow! Wow! Yeah, like that's I don't know. <laughs> You see it work once, and you're like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Like I, I've so even... you say work. What? 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 What exactly? Oh, if, if folks don't remember, because it came out very recently, the architect is a HB century. Yeah, it's like Cost four, four, four to res, three strength, three strength yep, two yeah. subroutines, both bizarre. Yeah, both bizarre. Yeah, yeah. both definitely t- helped developed by a winner of the worlds. <laughs> Jeremy's weren't. And yes. so Jeremy won the Conquest and the Call of Cthulhu worlds this year. That guy, that guy just goes around. <laughs> Apparently he's good at LCGs. <laughs> he's going for the triple crown? Yeah. Did well, he, he actually, did he play in that runner or was he like, oh, I've already got that leather in yeah, my cap. I don't I'm know. Good. I don't know. I think so. Yeah, good. It's, it's one feathery cap. Holy yeah. cow. Yeah. So, wait, so Architect, it's two subs. The first one is... Look at the top five cards right. of R&D. Of R&D. Yeah. Uh, install. You, you may install one of them. You yes. may install it. Ignoring all costs. Right. Uh, then you put them back down in the same order. Same order, yeah. yeah. And then the second subroutine is take something from your archives or, or hand, or hand right. and install it. Yep. Paying, paying the cost. Paying if it's, the cost. If it's, but yeah. holy god damn, that's like two extra awesome moves on the opponent's turn. It's worth a lot, and it's worth a lot in any age. Like, 
for example, uh, in one of my rounds against Stefan, he was playing around um, Roto Turret, right? Like he's mm. not running R and D, and then eventually he's he's digging, and then he's like, "All right, finally, cool." Plays a um, clone chip, right? And then he runs R and D on click three, and I'm like, "Okay, well, that's the wrong card." So I I res my <laughs> architect, and it fires, and the top card is Beal, and the second card is Astro, right? <laughs> oh, man. Okay. And I have zero credits after the Architect res, but I have one credit on my Marked, one credit on the pad, or the pad, <laughs> one credit incoming from the pad campaign, and I have an Astro with a token scored. So I'm like, all right, well, he's going to get one of them no matter what. So I install the Beal naked. That triggers the NEH draw ability. Oh, yep, right? that lets Put, you pull up the Astro. Pull the Astro into my hand. Oh, right? my God. And then... I take a marked accounts from the archives and just throw it out face down, right? Mm-hmm. Like so he doesn't I think it was one I discarded or something okay, like so that. He doesn't so necessarily know what it He was. doesn't know what that is. Um and then Yeah, and then he sees like nothing. Right. I also know that the next three cards aren't agendas. Right, so you don't have to worry about R and D for a couple yeah. of times. He doesn't run the BL. I think he I don't know what he does with his last click, but I, I that was a write off. I was expecting him to take that BL. Sure, yeah. Right. Yeah. So then on my turn... But at least he has to spend one more click doing it, at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly, right? And that clicks, like... A lo- the amount of times where it's like, if I had one more credit or one more click, like, yeah. you win or lose. So my turn, score the Astro, and um, and then I'm, I just need one more point to win, and the Beal's just sitting there. Right. And uh, then... Did, did he check it? Never checks it. <laughs> but what he does do... Is he checks my hand a bunch, right? Which is awesome because I had a, po- a pop-up window there, oh, so it funded <laughs> it funded the ast- the Beal score on my turn. He runs twice HQ, giving me just enough or one I don't know however many number of times to give me just enough money right. to advance, advance, and score the Beal out. It was just like oh, and, then, wow. and this is one all of the architect, just like one, one architect one firing, fire. and then and then you n- you're not going to let it fire again. So he, he's not going to run R&D. Like, right. he has to go deal with it. Yeah. Right? I mean... Oh, man. Yeah, I hadn't thought about the fact that synergy with... Even if, if you see two agendas yeah. in a row, as long as you put something down, yeah, you, can, yeah. you can install one. It'll trigger the NEH Trigger thing the draw. Yeah, up. and you can oh, even trigger crazy. the draw from something from, from archives. One important thing, right. and when you're playing against this card and it fires, pay attention. The, the corp has to indicate which card they're installing... Right, like which in the order? In the order, okay. right? Yeah. Okay. So if you see them do a play like that, where they're like, "I'll install the top one," or if they install the top or second one, there's a good chance that those are agendas because they're, you know, they're keeping you off of that. Like, if, right. I'm right. talking about if if it's an R and D run, yeah. Right, and they're just so um, because I've had opponents not pay attention to that, and I think it's a it's a, a lot of information. A big tell, a big yeah. tell. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Did you normally put the architect over R and D, or was it just yeah, a central that was good? It's best over R and D or archives. Mm. Um, uh, or archives. Yeah, archive. interesting. Archives is great. Yeah, because yeah. it fires like you bring back this whatever card agenda. Like right. I, I guess it, it can salvage something that you had to toss into the archives anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, and especially against noise. Right. Too, because a lot of times they'll run last click, mm, mm, and mm. then you can bring something back and. It'll work out. You, you can also I I use it to telegraph ABTs in a like HB 
Ah, right. You you know, oh, I'll install this, and now I know I have a three ice lineup, so I'm going to have a wicked ABT. Right. Right? Right, so, right. Versus if it's it like, fires. If it fires. Oh, yeah. the next three things you're going to do. That's kind of a hard... We'll chill out that beta test. Oh, yeah. yeah. In my experience, it fires exactly once, and that's exactly awesome. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it doesn't... It, I mean, against Tomas, it's totally a similar thing happened. He runs Tomas, the Polish national champion. I, I faced him round seven. He runs R&D. And there's an Astro on top and a marked account's four in. Put the marked in, draw the Astro. Oh. He was even running with R&D interfaces or a Maker's Eye or something. He's right. Whiff. Oh, just man. completely whiff where he would have <laughs> hit. And then he and then he checks the remote. It's just a mark. Yeah. Right? And I'm like, all right, I'll score this Astro out of hand. <laughs> oh, Son of a... Wow. Yeah, it's like exactly once. It's, it's so good. Like, Crazy. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. 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 Were there any other big corp includes that d- did way more work than you were expecting or you thought would be useful but were kind of... Um, no. I mean, the deck, it, it hasn't changed all that much. Like, mm. people play around Roto Turret. Mm. You know, I, I took out Lotus Field and I think that was a good addition. Yeah? Like, so too expensive or what? Too expensive. It would get shut down constantly. Right. Mm. Um, yeah. Just other than... Of an architect is uh, one Ben who ended up seventh or something. He had a one of closed accounts, which I thought was awesome. Like mm. if I would have to go again, I would just ch- switch out one of my cards for closed accounts. Like right. the amount of times that people, it just gets to that point where it's like the runner has to float the tags. Like right. if they can land a siphon, a, a profitable siphon, they have to just float them. And if you can just punish them for that, it's mm. huge. And, 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 and you, a lot of that makes sense. You probably don't have anything that proactively tags. You're breaking news. Oh, okay, sure. So if you're feeling if you're feeling spicy, yeah. Well, it's a spi- it's it's fine. I mean, especially against noise, you go like, okay, Enigma, breaking news, go. <laughs> right, right, sure, sure. And Enigma is hard to break from noise. That's why I actually included it, expecting a lot of. Anarcha, seeing none. I of course. <laughs> well, I, I actually was facing off round three against my testing partner Keith. Oh, that yeah, yeah that's of course. Two hundred and thirty-seven yep. players. The two from Vancouver yeah. end up matched. Round and we three. know each other's like entire lists, <laughs> yeah. right? So yeah. we're just like, yeah, I'm gonna do this. It's like, yeah, you're I'm gonna, gonna do this. When he knows, like, if I go ice remote, it's like I know that's an enigma. Like, right. He just knows, right? So, but it's like I know you know that. It's still good. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's kind of the power of that deck. Right. Um, but yeah, and you know, and then advance, advance, and then kill your ace ops, mm-hmm. right? For because that can or or wild side if they're still setting up, right? Um, that's like one play you could do, or like if you had the close accounts and you close account. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Were you, were you that scared of like uh, P uh, P E Jinteki P E? Do you thought there would be a lot of that? I thought there would be some of it, and I was just expecting to lose. Right. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, that that that, that, that is how you prepare. What <laughs> the thing is, honestly, like going there, I didn't. Like, it sounds bad, but I really wasn't trying to win. Like, I, w- I wasn't trying to be the best in the world. I was just trying to do as best as I could. Sure, yeah. Right? And then it got close to the making the cut, and I was like, oh, man. <laughs> I just have a shot here. And then, you know, and then it kind of sucks, because then you're stuck with NEH, where NEH, you have fewer opportunities to leverage your skill. Okay. Right? Like, you can just get unlucky, and then the mm. person can beat you. Right. Whereas... You know, like RP, you have a lot more opportunities to just outplay your opponent, right? Mm. Techie. So, see, so yeah, I didn't. I thankfully I didn't face any uh, PE in the Swiss because mm. I, I don't know, a good PE player. I, 
Like I test with Richard regularly, and yeah. I don't know if I've ever beat that PE deck. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it's it's interesting. It seems like a lot of going into worlds that a lot of people were. It it seemed like kind of the the consensus was NEH was the deck to beat, right? Right. And so a lot of people like, especially playing really aggressive criminals and stuff. It's like, yeah. oh, that's a good way to do it. But criminal is the hardest matchup against. They have the hardest time against personal evolution. I think. Yeah. Exactly. And if you like. If you talk to the people who made the top 16, we all thought that NEH was was not the deck that was going to win. Right. Like a bunch of, like Spags too was just like, well, this is the deck. I'm just going to try to do the best I could. Right. You know, um, just because of that, like in everyone's runner deck, there's just so much hate against uh, against NEH. Like people packing multiple Corroders, multiple Decoders. Uh, I faced one opponent who had at least two of each of the central breakers and then just maker's eye and R and D interface. And just was like full on R and D assault and legworks and stuff like, huh? Um, security testing everywhere, you know, like bank job, like yeah, bank job. Nice. Ah. Yeah. Well, Timmy's Gabe deck had bank job. And That's cool. Like his yeah. Gabe deck wrecked my <laughs> NEH. Like, <laughs> it was, you know, if you tune a deck specifically against NEH, like you'll get there. It's right. going to work out. Right. Like, my runner deck, I was like, okay, I'm going to have some lag works, but I also know that there's going to be Blue Sun. I told you about my Architect plays. I, oh, it almost saved me from a complete elimination, and I had Jesse <laughs> Vandover. Architect. Architect did, yeah. He was watching. He described it as the dirtiest Astro score he's seen. <laughs> <laughs> like, what makes it dirty? I don't know, but when he says it, you believe it. Um, he Same thing, Ben runs, Arch ben runs R&D. But he has central breakers. He has breach. He doesn't have corroder. Mm. And I put an astro script into the server that has a wraparound, and he can't get it there. Oh, he has the, wow! And then on my turn, I score it. I have to. I have one credit. I go click for credit, advance, advance, token, and score it there. And he's like, "Wow!" Like, <laughs> he, just, he knows how good architect is, and right. you just can't help but just be like, "Oh man!" Like a game where he's up six to two, and all of a sudden I'm. It's it's six four and I have an astro token. Right, like I'm in this game all of a sudden. Yeah, I mean ultimately I lose, but <laughs> man, that's a that's a comeback for sure. So at yeah. least corpse side architect MVP. So yeah, yeah. I mean it's hard. I don't know. Like astro script obviously MVP, right? Like oh sure, but that's that's just MVP. That's just MVP. That's like MVP for life. I, I think yeah. I, I think it's a misprint to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe yeah, um, yeah. Just uh, other kind of things to mention about worlds like. Last three rounds, I played really awesome, like Zachary Cavis, um, Timmy Wong, and Tomas Federos, whatever. I don't know. The Polish national champion? Polish surname. Yeah. Polish surname, <laughs> yeah. And like every game was so close and it was so down to the wire. You're just looking at your opponent and win or lose, they're just smiling. Mm -hmm. That's, right? that's pretty weird. It's just like, yeah. man, like every time, like. The amount of times we're just like, oh, that was such a good game. And it's like, this oh, is why we so came awesome. here. Yeah, right? yeah, like, this is why we came here for these epic games. Right. You know, and we got them. And it was just so good. And and at the last round, you know, um, me and Tomas, I faced him last. We're both 10 and 4. We're like on the bubble. We're like, did we make it? Did we not make it? And then oh, when they... 10 wins, 4 losses. 4 losses, losses. Okay, right. Yeah. So less than half of the 10 and 4s made it into the cut. Right. Oh, so it was just, at that point it was just strength of schedule. Yeah, exactly. Oh, so I mean, my strength of schedule was pretty good because because right. of the my last three rounds I was like yeah. on the top tables there, and then 
you're just genuine. Like when you see someone who is also 10 and four that you played, you know, they're good. You're like genuinely happy that they made it. Right. Like you see their name. I'm like, I patted them on the back. I'm like, we made it. Like, <laughs> awesome. awesome. Like, oh, see you tomorrow. Because you guys split your last round. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. It was my undefeated runner deck against his undefeated corp deck. Wow. Oh, so, <laughs> so in the Swiss, your, your runner. Went my runner went six and one. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Corp uh, four and three. <laughs> <laughs> there was so much hate against NEH. Like right. it's, it's almost, you know, it's, it's just expected. Yeah. yeah. Uh, looking at Tomas's deck list, like that Tenon Corp deck was crazy. Yeah. You can't keep him off the tokens. Yeah. Like in our game, he had a 10 advanced ice wall. Oh, man. Wow. But I never broke it. I femmed it. Yeah, there you go. And then just got in. Yeah. That game That game was one of those epic ones where I legwork him. I'm like, okay, hopefully he doesn't have anything. Right. Um, and then I'm like, okay, I just need to keep him R&D locked, but it cost me like 12 credits to get in there. Okay, find my R&D interfaces, look. Um, and then I get the uh, the medical breakthrough, mm. right? And then I, and then he, so he scores the first medical breakthrough. I get the other one. And then I like, look at the both score and I'm like, Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> and then he goes, yeah, I have it. Like, it's like for the game. It's like, Oh, I got to give it to you. Like, that's oh, so good. You just held on to it. Um, right. Yeah. That's just so epic. Ah, like, delicious. That's a, that's, that's great. The, yeah. You're just not even mad when that happens. Sure. Yeah. I, I just what, like you lose that game, but you're just like, this is so fun. I don't know. I love this game. Ah, like this is how this card was designed. So it's yeah. It's, it's so fun. Um, men's deck. I don't know. Did you look at that? Uh, a little bit. He yeah, was the PE. second place finisher. He had a very vicious, yeah. stabby, stabby, stabby personal evolution deck. Yeah, and everyone was terrified of him and his deck. <laughs> <laughs> you look over at him, like, uh, there's a picture of him on Facebook where he just has the smirk. I swear to God, 90% you look at him, he looks exactly like that. <laughs> same smirk all day. Um, but there... In the, I can't remember if it was the final round or round six. He's playing uh, Aaron Andres, who um, took third at last year's Worlds. Really nice. smart guy. Um, and I copied a bunch of his decks last year. It was, it was cool <laughs> to me. It was like, hey, I played your decks for several weeks. Like, <laughs> um, but he opens... So he's playing PE, and he opens against uh, Aaron's, Aaron's uh, Andy deck. Mm -hmm. He goes, sweeps week. He's like, what? Sweeps? Yeah. Sweeps in PE. Plays another one. He can't. He literally cannot handle it. <laughs> he's, he's just like, what? He gets out of his chair. He's like clapping, like standing up, like making a giant scene, just like happy for his opponent. Just the giant. And he's and this is on table one. Right. right? So everybody's like looking over. Right. And then like people come over from like table like fourteen or thirty two. They're like, what's going on? Like, and it's just like. Everybody was like so happy to be like part of this like shared moment. Right. That it was just like, this is why you came here. Like yeah. just these these moments. Like everybody's having such a such a great time. Like win or lose, just just like being there. Um, it was crazy too because he was so rich. I, I don't know the exact details, but he ended up uh, what, hitting three snares in one turn. And, and, and he, he just could pay for all of them. And he could just pay for all of them because of the sweeps. <laughs> and he's just like, all right. Double sweeps into triple snare. GG. Like, it's just, oh man. God, yeah, because you're because you're pulling up like eight. So you're yeah, you're up sixteen credits. Right, round twenty one after. Yeah. Good lord. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. That's that's pretty spectacular. Is there anything else about worlds you wanted to mention, talk about, discuss other? 
Other tales. It seems like it was a pretty rad event. Oh, it was so much fun. Going next year? Definitely. Um, oh, crazy. The other games, uh, there's this really cool thing with the X-Wing community where... Yeah, I guess probably if people are just into Netrunner, they probably don't know, but this was yeah. not just the World Championship Call of Cthulhu. For it was FFG. All Star of Wars, FFGs, yeah. Like, big competitive games. Right, yeah. The the X-Wing event, there's a bunch of guys that wear this um, shirt that says Fly Casual, and it's kind of just this attitude that a bunch of X-Wing players have where they're just not miserable to each other (laughs) (laughs) it's an attitude to have it is well it is like and you go around and and i'm i just play that game very casually and people i don't know it's it's like netrunner like they're smiling at each other they're they want to tell you about their stories they want to tell you about their bad beats they're like souped up han and you know all this stuff and it's it's just like the experience for netrunner was not uh, was the same for all the games. That, like, yeah. That's pretty cool. There's, Fly casual. Oh man, there needs to be a clever like netrunner quip. Run casual. <laughs> Run casual. Cor- there's quite a business thing. casual. <laughs> business <laughs> casual. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe that. Maybe that. Yeah. Uh, there's a bunch of side events that you can just get into for free. Like if you if you bought uh, contents for a, a draft, mm. they would just give you a kit, right? Oh. Like with a new kit as a prize support for it, and just oh, an eight-man nice. draft. Oh, cool. Oh, that's awesome. Um, so yeah, like just the side events are great. You get to play against a bunch of people. I played against Alad. Um, that mm. was that was neat. He's one of the most precise players I've ever met. Like he plays sweeps. He's like, I will play one for su- sweeps, and then I will gain five. He's just <laughs> that's just his style. It's I just, appreciate that actually. Yeah, I do. Like people who I get do like too. really sloppy, and they're just like, well, okay, let's take this thing. They're just yeah. like. Mm. But it was neat to meet him too because, like, for regionals, I basically just took his deck that he was boasting about on Board Game Geek, mm. changed one thing in it, right, and then just won my regionals with it. <laughs> <laughs> and then after at three in the morning, I'm like, "Hey, dude, I just won a regionals with your deck. Turns out it's pretty good." <laughs> <laughs> he was the U.S. Champion, he he's I think? he's in his he's from New York, yeah, and he won the Canadian Nationals. That's right. That's what. Yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Which is cool. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's neat. Um, well, man, that almost makes me want to go to Worlds next You should year. go. I mean, uh, it was it was super cheap. Like, hotel was 100 bucks. Yeah, because it's, yeah, it's not like a yeah, touristy no. joint, right? <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, Minnesota in the winter is not a, a prime destination. I almost, a bunch of people got their flights switched around, like, cause there was that snowstorm right. on the day we left. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, but yeah. I made it out in time. Cool. Yeah. Well, since you're here, and since a new data pack just came out, the fifth data pack of the lunar cycle, I thought maybe we'd uh, we'd chat about that. Sure. I think that's a good idea. So all that remains is the fifth of the six um, lunar cycle packs. Um, there's some cool stuff in here for sure. I think I was a little bit more excited by the corpse side stuff. We can talk about why when we get to the, the runner cards. Um, so what did what what on the corpse side... What was, what was spicy? What'd y'all like? Snatch and grab. Bro- Brody mentioned snatch and grab. Snatch and grab is awesome. So, yeah. so Brody, what does snatch and grab do and why is it awesome? Snatch and grab, uh, trace. It's a neutral operation. Neutral operation. Costs nope. nothing to play. Yeah. Trace so three. Straight zero. Yeah, trace three. If successful, trash connection. The runner can take a tag to prevent it, which then the corp will just trash your connection anyways. Right. You know, so that's the clause. It's... Yeah. If the trace is successful, we're pretty sure a connection. Is I trashed. I don't know. And then otherwise, the the runner can say you can't trash that, and instead they take a tag. They take a tag, which is, is almost the is, same is, thing. It's an interesting trade off, in that it means that 
okay, well, now the corporation is probably just going to have to pay two pay two credits yeah. and one more click to trash that connection they were going at anyway, but now the runner is also stuck with a tag. Yeah, so you basically both have to pay two. Yeah. And then with the tag, you, the corp could also potentially trash two things. The thing that's really interesting about this card to me is just because, like, I've had Cotty in all of my decks, like, forever. Right. And this just, like, forces me out of my comfort zone. And it's just, like, part of why I want to play the game. Like, I don't really want to play the same runner deck for, like, years on end, right? <laughs> yeah. And this is just saying, this is just a slap in the face. Like, all right, try new cards. Yes. And it's great. <laughs> like, I mean, I guess if you were really lucky, you could, if you were set up right, you could save your stuff with Fall Guy, I guess. You would need two. I mean, because yeah. presumably they're going to do it first click. Right. Then you take the tag and then... The Freelancer. Boom. Man. <laughs> so good. Yeah. <laughs> ah, snatch and grab Freelancer combo. That'd actually be kind of sweet. Is there influence? Yeah. I, lo I love that it's Grace. We can we can see it everywhere. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. They're like they're like hauling away <laughs> some dude with a sack over his head. Oh yeah. Oh the art's super the cool. Art's so Goes good. Oh, yeah. saying. The art's getting oh yeah. Getting good these days. I love it. Ah. Uh, yeah, so Snatcher Grab's pretty cool. Very yeah. cool. Um I speaking of blowing stuff up. For some like when I first saw it, I was like, eh, I don't know. But Sagittarius is actually pretty rad. Right, so this is a, in the whole uh Zodiac yeah, style. So it's the Zodiac. Every, everybody's the Zodiac. Everybody's the snake. You know, yeah. that's just how, yeah. they're, how they're doing things. Yeah, and this is the um, this is the HB Zodiac Ice, which like um, like Taurus, it's the same kind of thing. Where okay, it's uh, it's five for res, four strength. It's a sentry, and it's only subroutine is trace two. Uh, if successful, trash a program. If your trace strength is five or greater, trash, trash a program. program. So like Taurus. If someone face, face checks this, you can just be like, okay, well, th I'm paying three credits. Something's blowing up. Yeah. No yeah. matter what. Um, which is cool. That kind of de-incentivizes face checking stuff a little bit. It basically brings back Grim. Like, it, it's kind of it's kind of Grim. It, yeah. it fits that same role. It's not mimicable, right? Right. It's, also, it, it's four strength. It's four strength. So it's going to cost you five to break with your femme if you have it. So you, it's basically, you know... You want to hit them yeah. and destroy a program. Yeah. People, a lot and, of people stop playing Grim just because of the NAPD, right? Right. Contracts. Yeah. So now you have this destroyer that's like importantly higher than strength three. Right. And even if someone has really high link, they still can't yeah. just ignore it. Like, like yeah. if you get three link, you can basically just walk through Caduceus forever. Right. And the corporation is never gonna pay for it. But with this, it's yeah. like, well, they can still just toss down three credits. Right. That's, yeah, it's cool. And I think all of these eyes, but this guy especially, is great in making news, right? Because you get two of those three trace boosts to guarantee something lands credits for free anyway. Yeah. So you're actually only pulling one out of your pocket to trash this if someone doesn't break it, to guarantee trashing a program if someone doesn't break this. So it's, yeah. it's cool. It could be. I don't know. It's two influence. Yeah. <laughs> two influence is not that much. Yeah. I You screw around with it. For sure. Um, what else? What else did you guys like? Uh, I think the um, the kind of mini Amazon industrial complex, which is Executive Boot Camp out of Wayland. Oh, Executive Boot Camp. Okay, so <laughs> this... I like this card a lot it, because it's really strange. Yeah, to me, it, it looks like here's your silver bullet for if people play those weird, bad well, publicity black, decks. Blackmail decks. Yeah, Blackmail so, decks. So, Executive yeah. Bootcamp, for anyone that doesn't know, it, it's a zero cost <laughs> asset out of Wayland for one influence. When your turn begins, you may res a card, lowering the res cost by one. 
And you can also so pay res a card means a card. anything. So okay. ice, ice assets, assets, assets yeah. upgrades, whatever. When your turn begins, uh, so sorry. Uh, then you spend one and trash. Search R and D for an asset, reveal it, and add it to HQ. Shuffle R and D. So we have like an asset tutor and this crazy force res cheaper ice yeah. thing. Yeah, and it's three credits to trash. So three credits not, to trash. Yeah, it's not cheap to trash either. Asset. Yeah. Yeah. So it you, doesn't cost a click, which is important. Yeah. So someone could run on this, you know, pay to get through the server, and then you send this away and grab some asset that you were yeah. looking for anyway. And also, um, just something to just think about it. It uh, you can activate it on the runner's turn. So if you get hit with indexing, you'd be like, "All right, res, search for for an asset, shuffle." Mm. So the shuffle effect is relevant. Ah, right, right. right. It has a shuffle effect on that. <clears throat> I mean, it's, that's cool. It's kind of like Jackson. Like, it's zero cost, three to trash. Like, you kind of have to clear out all those assets when you're indexing anyways. Oh, yeah. I guess but yeah. it's just something to remember if people are playing this card. Right. But I guess that's right. This is this is the Wayland Jackson Jacksony thing. Yeah. Yeah, well, kind of sort of, I guess. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, but it's not a, an executive. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah executive. Or, yeah. or unique or anything like yeah. that. Oh, that's okay. cool. <clears throat> no, I, I played around with it a little bit in um, Replicating Perfection. Which is cool, and I was doing that because of mm. another card that just came out, Hostile Infrastructure. Right, Hostile infra Infrastructure is the new uh, Genteki asset that it is expensive as all hell. Costs five. <laughs> it costs five to res. It also costs five to trash. That's Holy good. Shit. And its effect is whenever the runner trashes a corp card, including Hostile oh, Infrastructure, yeah. Yeah. do one net damage. So this isn't trashing installed cards. This isn't even trashing assets or upgrades. This is any card, period. So, so if I imp something? If yeah. you imp something, this if triggers. If I Edward if, Kim something? Yeah, yeah. If you Edward Kim, this triggers. If you have this on the board, someone parasites a pup, they're taking damage. Jeez. Yeah, so it's a bummer that it's so expensive. It seems to me like but an auto trash. Like you, it's kind of like Sansan. Like you have to get rid of it. You, ha yeah. you have to. If you have a. Like it's one of those cards where if my opponent plays this card. I'm going to assume that it's they're playing it because it's good in their deck. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like if they're playing, I don't know. I mean, and then you, and then Safe if it's good in their deck, then it's going to be really good. And then I want to go and pay five and trash it. Yeah. Which so, is fine as the corp. It's like you want to pay, you want to trash my yeah, thing. If take, I can get a couple an, hits out of it, damage and five credits to get rid of this. Yeah. So and th that's why it's extra great in. Um, it's also not unique, which yes. is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> you can afford. Maybe you do that triple opening with sweeps week, sweep and you can good. afford to just res all these <laughs> three hustle infrastructures. Well, that's why it's interesting in replicating perfection, right? To, yeah. To get at this, they have to go through your centrals at least once. Yeah. So this with executive boot camp, you can res this. For, for one credit for less, four. then mm -hmm. sack the executive boot camp to go find another one, bring it out, put it on the board. I mean, it's expensive <laughs> as hell, <That's> <laughs> but once you get them all up, like this plus the Hokusai grid is just crazy, right? Like if they want to trash the Hokusai grid, okay, they're going to take like three or three four points of net damage, damage wow. yeah. and that's four credit. Like I, I, economic, I was messing around with this a little bit. I couldn't quite get the money to work just because this is so goddamn expensive. But there's a cool replicating perfection deck that's all about getting all of these up and then having a bunch of stuff that's trashable, but they're not you're taking huge damage for doing it. Oh, yeah. So make them pay for trashing your Caprice. Yeah, yeah. That's that's She's such a nice lady. Big R and D digs. They're they're getting hurt from yeah. clearing that up. Yeah. So when I hit a data mine, am, is the corp trashing that card? Or, yes. Okay. So, oh. so yeah. Initially, I was like, "Oh my god, this is amazing with yeah. paper wall." <laughs> <laughs> but when it's when it's, I think generally a I'm sub probably, or yeah, something. it's like it's, when when the effect is on the corporate on the corporate card that says to trash something, right? Then it's it's the corporation that was trashing it. 
Right. But if it's if the effect came from a runner card, the, the runner is trashing it. Yeah, yeah, that seems right. Yeah. We, the, we also have um, uh, more Grail Eyes Got Teeth this set. Yes. Uh, this is actually, well, I actually won a game with this card at a, at a draft when it came out because I drafted three Merlins. Oh, <laughs> you did it. Yeah. I did. So, so, so it's the third of the three Grail Eyes. Yeah, it's the Code Gate, cost six, um, four strength, and uh, it deals, I think it's only subroutine is. Yeah, two yeah net. it's two net. Two net, but you can also Grail it, it out. Yeah, like the rest of the Grails, it's also one right. influence. So and then when somebody hits this, you reveal up to two other pieces of Grail eyes, and this also gets those. So I, I triple Merlin, and the guy can't do that. <laughs> yeah, so it's interesting because now we have an ice that can kill a player with five cards in their hand, like a single ice. What? Yeah, that's right. right. So what ice, yeah. Before this card, that wasn't true. You, you always knew that you weren't going to die. <laughs> No matter what you hit, as long as you had five in your hand. Right. And now... Unless they were uh, doing some other shenanigans. Right, like yeah. Like, also a House of Knives scored and Koma Inu or whatever. Right. right. Yeah. This, yeah. Is, this is, just, out of, this is technically out of one of card. That's yeah. right. That's good. Dude. Exactly. Yeah. So it's, you know... If they got runner six, beware. Yeah, if, yeah. They get, if they got six bucks, make sure you got a decoder. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you can't bet on them having... Sometimes you just have to have to run. Yeah. Like, you can't just assume they have all three copies of yeah. it. And they, <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, against... um, What's the the HB one where you the search? Foundry. The Foundry. Like, yeah. they only need to have one more copy of it. Yep. And then they get to search for the other one. Yeah. Yep. I think they search for it before they hit. Yes, yeah, correct. yeah. So... That's even... That's yeah, even the Grail sweeter. Ice in the Foundry is amazing. That's cool. Yeah, I, it seems fun. Yeah. Merlin's the card that you want for that deck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I... I that's probably what I'm going to be playing around with now for a bit. Foundry with all the gray lies. Cause cool. it's just, yeah. even though like, even cause the fact that you can be like, you know, if they've got like a sentry and a, and a fractor, a killer and a fractor, the runner feels relatively confident, but you like, yeah. you're as a Merlin, you slap a trash, the program and an end the run on there. And you just blew up some of their stuff. Yeah. You got like, them with everything dah, dah. good. Yeah. Uh, that's what makes it so interesting. Cause it's like you, the tr you could put the trash program on there when that's relevant, put the net damage when that's relevant. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. <laughs> that's a lot, some upcoming, I guess, spoilers. Like I played in the draft mm. and the theme of you're kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't is coming to that. <laughs> <Nice. laughs> like like <laughs> this idea of like, you should like this, you should have your programs out. But then there's cards that will punish you for having Program. used MU yeah. or unused MU. Right. Like, all these kinds <laughs> of ideas where, oh, man. Yeah, what's... Oh, Everyone's going to be all annoyed. The They'll be, like, so paranoid. That's, yeah, that's what's the name of the next draft set? It's, like... Sand Sand Cycle, I think? No, that's, that's the next set of data packs, but the, the actual draft set. It's, oh, I don't Oh, remember. it has a name that yeah. mirrors this. Yeah. Anyway, but it seems like the theme of the next draft set is all about, like, not a lot of in the run ice necessarily yeah. a bunch of like strange ice effects that do weird stuff and your servers yeah. are permeable but they're also really dangerous yeah i died to a uh, install console run hit the ice that deals you one net damage for each unused mu so my uh, console brought me up to five NU unused mu and uh, down to four cards oh no! <laughs> it's just like yeah wow yeah, so watch out for that when it comes. But anyways, <laughs> that's not this. That's not but, this data cycle. I, I guess the, so. Don't well, worry about that yet. I guess your console was Echo Mind. Um, no, it was Vigil, which is awesome. Oh, okay. That's uh, um, if the on your turn, if the corp has cards in their hand equal to their maximum hand size, you just draw a card for free. Oh, oh whoa! Okay. Yeah, it's extremely powerful because 
you're incentivizing the corp to not to to get cards out of their hand, which increases the agenda density in their hand. Like it's just kind of win-win, right? Like, yeah, okay, you want to play all this stuff from your hand and not do the thing you wanted to do, great. <laughs> or you want to keep stuff in your hand and just give me a free draw every turn that doesn't cost a click, right? Ugh. Interesting. I drafted three of them and it uh, <laughs> it worked out. And they did their work. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Awesome. Um, the other thing on corp side that I that initially I was like I don't know, hmm, but then. I thought about it for a bit and played around with it a little bit, and it's fascinating. Is Shell Corporation? This is this is the Katie Jones, Cotty, Cotty Jones. Yeah. For oh, so yeah, apparently, yeah. The weird pronunciation is apparently as was discovered at Worlds. Uh, well, Cotty actually, Jones. Damon had said it a bunch of times. Yeah. He's like, "Look, I have this friend named Cotty. This is how you say it." And no one said it. Yeah. And, so, and then they made the there. announcer say it, or the, they were saying it correctly, and then right. people it caught on. It's finally yeah. sticking. Yeah, it's so, good. Yeah, so keep it in your mind. You got to unwrap the Katie and put in a Cotty instead. Yeah. Um, yeah. But Shell Corporation. So it is a neutral upgrade. So only the second neutral upgrade aside from Will of the Wisp. Yep. It costs two to res. It's three to trash. Um, and it is otherwise very much like Cotty Jones, where you cannot use it more than once per turn, but it's not unique. Um, so you can oh. spend a click to place three credits on the Shell Corporation, and you can spend a click, take all the credits from Shell Corporation. So you can have two of these things out. You have two of them, you can have three of them. You can have two in the same server. God, yeah, they could upgrades. even be on the same server, yeah. yeah. So, it's, yeah, it's you can only use each copy once per turn. Still. Right. Yeah. That's... So the crazy thing about Shell Corporation is it's an upgrade. Yeah. Which yeah. means that you can put it in a server... That okay, so I mean, it's actually so, so, good. <laughs> yeah. So so okay. So the uh, like the, the the big challenge, like in terms of play with economic assets, is you have to protect them, right? So you need to spend money to res the ice to keep those assets safe. Right. I mean, that's part of the reason why replicating perfection is so good, is because you can don't necessarily have to do that, right? Your central ice, as long as, as long as it's dangerous and not in the run, is what's protecting your remote assets, kind of. Yeah. So this also kind of does that, where you can put it into into a big heavy scoring remote but you can still use that remote to make money yeah so that's cool but the other thing <laughs> you can do with it and this is what i didn't initially realize is you can put it in a server that has some horrible goddamn trap in it and that trap just stays there forever like protecting this thing. Yeah. so it's like yeah. you put this in a remote with a two advanced cerebral overrider on it if the runner wants to get rid of your money they're welcome to but yeah. when you make a run you have to you must access all the cards in the server yeah all of them you used so, to see this with snare, people putting snare on their sand sands. Right. Or like, I tried it with aggressive secretary to protect my sand sand once right. it's rest. And yeah, it's just like, yeah, okay, I'll take this trade. And you just set up a, a scenario with this card where you just put it in your server and then have your trap there protecting it. Or like, you just have it in your scoring server. Like, it's so good. Yeah, I thought it was an inter interesting yeah. swing that they made it three, they made it exactly like Caddy's uh, sweet ability. ability. Yeah. Because yeah. the corp with money is scarier than the runner with money in most cases. Yeah. yeah. So th th giving them the same amount yeah. is kind of like... But fundamentally, the corporation has, has one, one fewer click, click so... and they're always drawing cards. Yeah. So you probably will not be able to get quite as much money out of this. Right, yeah. Um, yeah also, it well, and it can get... The more money you put on that, the, the more the more I'm going to want to go trash it. Right, yeah. Like, I don't know what you're protecting it with, but if you have 21 credits on there, like, I'll take two brain damage to right. keep you off 21 credits. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, what you do is you just advance the overrider, put three more credits on it. <laughs> yeah. Advance the overrider, put three, three more, more credits, credits on it. On it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just play this game all day. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know, like, unless, but unless you're pulling some kind of crazy shenanigans like that, I don't know what the sweet spot for money for this is. Like, is, yeah. is, is it nine you pull? It's probably, it's probably nine. Probably 12. 12 you pull? I think it's 12. 
Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm so greedy with Cotty. That's part of the reason why I use it. Like at regionals, I have a game where I got 18 off it or 21. Wow. So like, this is not, this is not like casual time. Like this is, you know, in the fight, like yeah. the, you know, at regionals. <laughs> right. Like, just get greedy with it. But I imagine I would be significantly less greedy with Shell Corp. Yeah. Just because it's, it's way more temporary. Yeah. Yeah. Shell Corp actually, so that story about that, the card that deals net damage for the unused MU, that's actually what baited me into that run in the first place. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's just like, oh, you have a Shell Corp there. Well, I'll just run it. It's like, you're dead. <laughs> oh. GG. Uh, Switch sides. Yeah. Man. Uh, yeah, it's cool. Like, initially, the thing is like, oh, it's like Katie Jones before the corporation. Yeah. Okay, sure. Or Cotty Jones. But then, you see um, but then you realize there's a Ugh. lot more stuff going yeah. on there, which but, is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. The fact that, like. Well, you could put it, like, um, this guy put it on HQ. Yeah. So he's like yeah, already. You put it on your crazy defended centrals. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's. It, it, it feels, yeah. feels like it, it'll, like, it, it, it can be the, the buff that, like, uh, an off the grid. Game, uh, deck needs or something, right? Maybe. Where, oh man, where, where, yeah. where do you build a dumb, stupid, awesome server and then kind of like, kind of sneak other right. plays out from that? Right, right. Maybe you have to be careful with the econ of the put money on it and then advance an overrider. Because like, if you think about, you're spending two clicks to gain three later and then one credit to advance. Like, you're actually not gaining very much in no, that right. transaction. <laughs> you're you're, you're really fun, water. Yeah, as much fun as it is, like, don't get too carried away. Yeah. <laughs> But at like three advance on a on a on a June bug, it's good enough. Like yeah, six net sure. damage, like that'll kill him. Yep. So you yeah. stop there. Yeah. Uh I guess I guess your favorite faction got their zodiac in a set as well. Oh yes. Yeah, I didn't mention it. Um but Gemini is the yeah, the Genteki Zodiac or same thing where that, it's yeah. uh two influence. It's only three to res though. And yeah, it's a five strength. That's century. a crazy I think that's a, like that's like their 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 theme of sensei and stuff. Like yeah. cheap Cheap to res, super strong yeah. eyes. And like Taurus and Sagittarius, it's trace two, if successful, deal in net damage. And if you paid five or more on the trace, deal another point of net damage. So, yeah. Which is which is also pretty cool. I mean, you, you, like the most you only get, most you get is like two, and that's kind of expensive. Um, but it's also like an expensive bloody century It's expensive to, deal to with. try. I, I could see just letting this fire as the runner and so it's cheaper to just beat traces or just take the net and then let it fire so th with that in mind as a corp like play around that that, yeah. they, that they're probably going to let it fire like build your deck such that it's good when they let it fire yeah. right, right right like you want house of knives you know like if, if if you hit them say you hit them with two of those and then house of knives like yeah. now they're not accessing R&D and yeah. you're happy about playing that playing against someone on octagon a day or two ago um, I actually flatlined them they, they were playing noise they milled a bunch of stuff. They ran on the archives. And I know. I knew. I had this on the archives, and I knew there were two shocks in there. So oh, I just man. paid over on this to deal two net damage, bringing them down to one. They accessed the stuff in the archives, taking you know like a couple of agendas. I was. I was. Um. I think it was replicating perfection. So I didn't. I wasn't able to guarantee the damage off the ID. But I knew the two shocks were in there, so the dude just flatlined between <laughs> two points from Gemini, two points from shocks. Nice. It was pretty delicious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, mm. yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Uh, so how about over on the runner's side? Uh, or is there any other well, we, stuff that you thought I was think, cool? I think there's some, since they're, we're seeing mirror cards come for the corp, we, uh, the corp got like a Mr. Lee-ish thing. Oh, yes. Um, daily business show? Daily business show. Yeah. Asset cast, two cost to res, four cost to trash, one influence. The first time you draw a card each turn, draw an additional card, add one of the drawn cards to the bottom of R&D. Yeah. So we've seen, uh, uh, 
Brody was mentioning that Mr. Lee was really, he could stabilize his games and just... Find what you want. Find what you want. Yeah. Uh, and this is this is kind of cool. It's, of course, it's an asset, so it's a, a pain in the ass. Yeah. But the corp is getting that same kind of a... It's one influence. So, like, if, you, if you're going for a slow game, mm-hmm. like, I, I would rather have this effect than a trash to tutor effect. Mm. Because presumably you have a bunch of good cards in your deck. You don't just have one you want to go get. Right. Right. And so being able to filter like, okay, I don't want this agenda or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Yeah. Right. Um, it, but it's, it seems like a build around, like this it is fits into certain about? kinds of decks yeah. like, that are, are slower. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I mean, th- of course, like the safest place in the game for an agenda to be is at the bottom of R and D until <laughs> order and chaos. Do you, uh, do you the, know, not know about sh- showing off? No. Showing off run event, run R&D, instead of accessing from the top of R&D, access from the bottom. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, you, what? Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. And if you have R&D interface, you go up from the bottom. Yeah, up from the bottom. <laughs> so if somebody is playing, I mean, anyways, yeah. again, like these are future cards. Like I yeah. live in spoiler town, so yeah. I'm sorry to your oh, listeners man. if they... That's that's named yeah. so well. But yeah, the card is awesome. named so well. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Oh, and it's, it's again like the Anarch art. Oh, yeah. So it's good. So, like, oh, man. Looking forward to that box. Yeah, yeah me it's too. It's going to be exciting. Um, Anyways, cool. Sorry. No, no, no. <laughs> no that's, that's awesome. That's great. Yeah. Any other uh, corp stuff? I don't know. I think I, I think we I, I think we might have almost talked about every corp. Yeah. Card. Uh, sans the uh, the uh, the three ones agendas that are coming yeah. out. Yeah. Those um, are cool. Yeah. They're not. Yeah. They're, they're they're not bad. Yeah. They're, they're all interesting. I imagine we'll probably talk about them at some point in the future. Yeah. Um. But over on the runner side. The right. new, as promised, one new ID in every, at least one new ID in that, every single That's attack. right. I can't Who's even that? this card. Yeah. And so this is <laughs> the, uh, the new criminal ID. This is Leela Patel. Um, she is a natural criminal runner. Uh, zero link, 45-15, so normal influence spread, deck size. Uh, but her ability is that whenever an agenda is scored or stolen, so like Jinteki Personal Evolution, she adds one unresed card back to HQ. Right. Yeah. So this is a weird ability that I like a lot. <laughs> yeah. It is it it's the yeah, it's the kind of thing that like cuz in general, right? Like the design space for IDs especially, you just can't make better IDs cuz that is obviously unsustainable and also bad. But <laughs> like when you have to compare it against like how do you make a criminal that's, like, if you're getting super serious, how do you make a criminal that's better than Andromeda, right? Yeah. Like, you'll obviously, you can't just make one that's better because that's awful. But it's, like, instead, they made one that's really, really different that encourages a really different style of play. Um, yeah, just design-wise, I think Leela is awesome. Yeah, it's certainly, it's like Nasir in that it's just so out of left field for me. Yeah. Like if I was in charge of designing this game, it's like, I wouldn't even think to go here. Right. 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 Like I just, I'm like, what, how is that going to be good? Like I just, like I said, I can't even it. I don't, <laughs> I just, <laughs> like I want to see it. I want somebody to play this deck and just destroy me. And I'm like, Oh, cause I think, but, but until then it's just some enigma. It's just I, just like, don't, I, yeah. can't, I don't know. <laughs> I think like I get the theory of like, okay, you, you, I don't know, you legwork them and then you pull up the ones from R&D, the ice from R&D, and then you start going to town on R&D. Mm-hmm. Um, that kind of makes sense. Yeah, this, I've, like, I've been playing around with this a little bit, and it's definitely... 
it forces you to kind of re-examine as a corporate player the way you normally play. Because yeah. if you score an agenda at the end of your turn, right? If your if your third action is advancing a thing to three and then scoring it, well, now Leela's ability fires and she's got her whole bloody turn to do whatever she wants right. now. Is so, it just ice? No, it's, it's installed. Any card. Oh, yeah. yeah. Any card. So against Sage and Techie Personal Evolution, they mushin no shin out something huge. Yeah. And oh, then score a House of Knives. You're like, okay, well, that, uh, that three advance thing goes back in your HQ now. <laughs> I don't care what it was. It's going back. Um, That's interesting. It's definitely, it seems like the way to play is like half of an Ian, Ian Sterling. So like with Ian, you're setting up for like the long, long late game, right? With yeah. Leela, it seems like you're getting a, a little bit set up but then getting ready to exploit those opportunities when either you get a lucky score or the corporation does. Yeah, it just seems so hard to to manage like when you're going to trigger it. Like yeah. I mean there's like there's some obvious plays where it's just going to be so amazing. Like for example, they install something into a remote and you can't get it into that remote. Yeah. And you think it's either a Sansan or an agenda. So like, all right, I'm going to try to get your agenda from your hand. Legwork. Okay, and then if you find it, it's like, okay, well, I'll bring that card back into your hand. So now yep. if it's a Sand Sand or whatever, or the agenda, you can't score at that turn. Yeah. Or it's like, okay, well, maybe I'll go into R&D and then pull that card up yeah. and prevent you from scoring. So or, like, or you pull the ice off the remote and now you can get in. Oh, now remote. you can get in. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So there's... there's and But it, but if you, you can't rely on it, right? Because you're like, yeah. you only have so many clicks. What about if you just went special, like run special order, run like, and just do it normally? Yeah. I don't know. It's it's <laughs> You have to manage... You have to set up a win-win situation for yeah. it. The thing that also that it, when it happens can be really crushing is if like several of these cascade at once, like the corporation scores something. Yeah. So you pull some, pull some unrest dice off the board. You use that to score something. So then you pull some other unrest yeah. dice yeah, off the, the board. The, the tempo swing is yeah. pretty. Yeah. So maybe, I mean, maybe you're using it with keyhole and then you two, put two agendas, right? Mm. And then you get them later. Right. And then so you can pull two things back up at once. Yeah. Um, as I don't think oh, yeah. it limits how many per no. turn. Yeah, just like if you if you, you know, yeah, it, there's it, some it, it sort of control. That's the that's the only time where you have some sort of control over yeah. when it fires. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Unless you're like imping agendas or something. Which, <laughs> right. Well, I don't know. That's the thing. That's <laughs> what I was saying. Like, I don't even know where to take this ID. Like, <laughs> yeah. do I spend my influence on imp? I don't know. I can't even tutor it. We'll try it out. I guess. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, it's it, it definitely it encourages a different style of play that it's yeah. weird but cool. Yeah. Um, we also have uh, the Cerebus yes. set ca uh, suite came the out. Dags. The dogs yes, came all those, out. All those fine hounds. Um, there was one perfection, and then it was kind of the 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 what 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 the this faction struggles with is that correct? yeah something like that yeah, yeah, yeah let's go with that um and so there was uh the I don't remember the name here we go I got him here you got him Cerebus Rex H two is the, our criminal one. Cost three. You're it's a decoder. It's a, yeah, it's 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 the decoder. Yeah. So uh, I guess at a high level, the the three heads of the Cerberus. The thing that all of them do is they break ice not by spending credits, but with power counters. Right. And right. I think they're all two for one. So when they when yeah. any of these icebreakers gets installed, it gets four power counters on it, and then at at two for one, they break two subroutines for one power counter. Yeah, right. and they're they're cheap to pump yeah well, and so one, the, and one so, for one they one started one. one yeah yeah um and so the oh yeah so specifically what's the criminal one it's three to install yeah three to install one Just strength one MU. uh three influence 
one MU, of course. Placed four power counters on Cerberus Rex, H2 when it's installed. Hosted power counter, break up the two Kogate subroutines, pay one to pump one strength. Yep. And it sounds like Ian Sterling uses this one. If that's what, the flavor-wise? Uh, yeah, the flavor-wise. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, sure. I don't know why he would otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think, I think Rex is interesting because it's a very nice complement to Passport. Right, because passport is is great as a decoder. Yeah, it's... but it's central only. So, someone puts an enigma on a remote, and, <laughs> and now you're owned. Um, you break both the subs. <laughs> That's right with one power. Yeah. Token. So Rex is actually, uh, yeah, Rex is pretty solid as a backup for passport, which is cool. I think that's interesting. Yeah. Um, Service Cujo is out of is out of uh, Anarch. Yep. Uh, it seems like one of those cards that. Well, I don't know. I guess they're not all criminal, but they seem like good ones to tutor for. Like if you if you're shaper, yeah. you SMC for them when you can't afford to break something. You want you would rather get your regular breaker, but this is just slightly cheaper. Right, so right, you go right, get yeah. it. It's like yeah. it's like temporary power, right? Like, yeah, or savoir faire and stole it from your hand, like something like that, where you you're not gonna like special order it. I don't think. No, you're just right. gonna have them and then use them. When or like, you need them. Yeah, or like sharpshooter, where it's like, okay, I definitely have to just break this thing right now, and right. it's good enough. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, so Cujo... Cujo, sorry, Cujo starts at zero strength. Yes. Uh, four power counters, break up the two sentry subroutines for each, and one-to-one pump. Yep. So so yeah. it's... I mean, obviously, killers are always the most expensive icebreakers to use, so it makes sense why this one starts at zero strength. Yep, and our last one's Lady, um, out of Shaper. Yep. Costs four, it's a little bit more expensive. Uh, one second here, loading up on the phone. Yeah. Um, same. Here we go. Oh, it's strength three. Strength three. Yeah, ladies base strength three, which is very nice. <laughs> and so this is this is a barrier breaker. Uh, that's crazy. One to one pump. Yep. Starts at strength three. That's awesome. Yep. Holy cats. So this gets you through Eli for one credit and one of those counters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which is not too shabby. It also I mean, looks... it costs four to install. Yeah. So, so it's a little pricey. Yeah. You. I don't know. But you get you get a decent amount of uses out of it, especially if you like if you initially grab it with say a test run, and then you can right. it again later, and then you can scavenge it back to reload it. Yeah, and you have LLDS processor. Every time you install it, it gets plus one strength. Right. Because <laughs> uh, three LDS processors auto include. Oh yeah, of course. They were actually really good in the draft, but that's because of. <laughs> Cards that specifically get returned to your hand every ah, time. Ah, okay, cool, ah, cool. So they're right. like designed around being installed, but right, right. Yeah, it's support. Yeah, you could probably do something like if you were feeling very zesty. Exile maybe could get a lot of use out of these since you're like tossing them, bringing them back, scavenging them around, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, yeah, but, maybe. But I think general is like a a support card that oh crap, I just need it. Yeah, uh, show up. I think your comment about it, it, like the with, not this one specifically, but the decoder in addition to passport is kind of the key one because a lot of times like you just need one to get into that remote one time. Yeah. Right, and that's why, um, like Dan Darginio's corp a runner deck had no long term answer for a, a lotus field on a remote. <laughs> He's just like, well, I have a fem. And a lot of times it's just kind of like one is good enough, right? right? And so it's it's kind of like that. Like if you have your central only breakers or you have your like normal way of doing it, but you just need that one kind of thing, you know, it, it's fine. Like yeah. that's, that's where I think that card has to be used. Yeah. Yeah. So H1, H2, H3, one H per head, three head servers. Eh, they're cool. Yeah. yeah I like it. Um, 
I guess maybe also just thinking about it, like Nasir might be able to get some decent mileage out of these things. Cause you could like, if you're installing it all crazy, like you can install it, get it strength up and then the credit wash happens, but that's fine. Cause you're breaking the power counters now instead or something. Maybe. Yeah. They're yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe do a comp- do like one of those ice matrices to see if it... <laughs> yeah, I'm such a nerd. It's like my first thought is, well, do the math, obviously. <laughs> Go and check Sneak Door Zeta and, and compare right. it to every single ice. And obviously, that's what she would do. Yes. <laughs> don't and just, that, and that's don't how just you, play with the cards. And that's how you become the best Canadian Netrunner player in the world. That's do the math. Do the math. Do the math. Um, what else? What, what other criminal stuff? Was, uh, whatever criminal stuff. Of course, they get all the good cards. What's the resource? Is it a frag or fragment? Oh, so the Utopia fragment? Is that what you want to talk about? Utopia shard. Shard, yeah. Shard stuff is the shard. Runners, runners get shards. Yeah, yeah that one's interesting. Yes. Because it's, it's based... So each of the three shards and fragments all are um about archives for Hades, yeah. Utopia for HQ, and then um, Eden for R&D. Yeah. The one, the, the one that... the This one, to me, is the most interesting, aside from the Hades for Noises play, just because... Uh, you can, I don't know how important this is going to end up being, but say the corp goes botic labor, then you go, okay, I activate my, my, uh, my utopia. You have to discard two at random. Now you might hit their agenda that they were about oh, to botic out. Right. Okay. So yeah, like, um, like the other two shards, it is unique, say what it does limit first. one per deck, seven credits yeah. to install. But if you make a successful run on each queue, instead of accessing cards, you can put this down. Right. Yep. Yeah. Um, and you trash it and the corp discards two cards from HQ at random. Random. Yeah. So yes, I hadn't thought about that yeah. biotic play, but that's... So it's disruptive. That's cool. So yeah. it, it's kind of... I mean, it's a one of yep. in your deck. So it's one influence. Like, I don't know. You, you can't really rely on that kind of thing, but... It is interesting, like, you could keep them off trying to do that. Right. I mean, say they have six cards in their hand, and the first one's Biotic. You still have 40% chance to hit the agenda if they only have one. Right. And then you also know that you hit it if you hit it, right? Because then they're like, uh, install this ice, take two credits, right. or whatever. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I just made that Biotic labor worse. And then, like, yeah, and then you go run archives, yeah. and you go get the agenda. I yeah. don't know. This, I, I want to cool. screw around with it. I like that. Um, I guess you can also use it to clear stuff out before you're about to... to yeah, yeah, legwork, leg work. discard yeah. two, now I get to see all your cards. Yeah, yeah. We, have, we have, like, imps and stuff. Like, we can... This, is, this can go in one of those, like, HQ ruiner decks, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah, I played online when I was testing. I played against a guy... Uh, uh, it was Gabe, and he had Hemorrhage. It was just, like, a lot of influence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, wow. Yeah, it was weird. And, and uh, Lamprey, and just, like trying to make me discard and and get value from running hq and wow yeah it's pretty crazy yeah maybe it goes in that deck yep so much spare influence i guess (laughs) man yeah Yeah, i don't know we also got we also got a console for anarchs that's true a a bonkers console oh man yeah echo mind echo so it's echo mind it costs two influence three and uh it what's kind of cool about this is it's just gonna load here there you go. Come on, image. There you go. What's kind of cool about this is it actually replaces your memory limit. Yes. With what oh, this yeah. console is. And yeah. the memory limit becomes cards in hand. It's right. how, your, your the number of cards, cards you can hold in your grip, not the number that are currently in, in your hand. You hold in your grip. That, that's important. Oh, yeah, yes. yeah, of yes. course. So, yeah. uh, or like, 
origamis that are something bonkers. Right. So yeah, initially you install this, it just gives you one MU, unless you've been brain damaged, right? It's like, you install it, you get one MU. Okay, for two credits, sure. Yeah, this whatever. doesn't go in your That's stim fine. hack deck. No. It does no, if it you're does doing Bagbite or stim hack recursion. I guess, maybe. And, uh, maybe yeah. that's why you have stim hack in the first place, because you right. have origamis. Yep. So you can take See, the brain. You can take it. Oh. So you just okay. keep that money aside and, and, and hope he doesn't uh, snatch and grab your Bagbiter or something. Yeah, right. <laughs> sweep, sweep, you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so with something like origami or public sympathy, or yeah, if you're feeling especially <laughs> crazy, I guess, the awfulest Bagbiter, you can, this can turn into a crazy amount of MU. I just don't I guess, know what you I guess do so this, with all that. This, this, mining, I guess. No, the reason this card exists is is for future support. Yeah. Hmm. There, what, what have you seen that's kind there's of... There's like a bunch of X, X if you have X free MU. Like hmm. there's one card where it's an icebreaker and its strength is, is equal to the free MU you have. The strength. Oh, and you weird. can't boost it. Right. So you, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you do this somehow and you have, like, I don't. <laughs> Interesting. The, the thing is with the draft, it's so confusing. You're looking at all these cards and like, this one benefits from having free MU, but it takes two MU and like, I don't know. So when I saw that, I was like, okay, this is just in support of, they oh, want to have cool. this out before those cards come out. Right. So, right. so now there's design space around yeah. yeah, used MU or unused yeah. MU, and when there's that number there's around data more. folding. It's a resource. Start of your turn. If you have two or more free MU, you just gain a dollar or two or something like oh, that. Cool. Huh. I, I I do like how um. Uh, oh, it's it's like yeah, it's like folding at home or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's but it's like, like folding at home exactly. Oh my god, yeah, okay, yeah. that's awesome. Oh my Would god, I love that. For it? I love that so much. Yeah, you have free unused cycles, so you're using flavor win for sure. Oh yeah, you're using your rig just to make you. That's yeah. so cool. Oh, I love that one a lot. I I, I do love that um the corp had cerebral imaging, of course. Right. Uh, for the longest time. And it's like, we have one card to do all this weird bonker stuff. And the with runner side, they've had to throw sixteen different separate cards to get the same kind of weirdness of like yeah. well, what yeah, are we like, do with this? Like to me it's interesting. So again, more spoilers. I feel like NBN's gonna get weaker, right? Okay. Uh because there's this card coming clot. Um but as NBN gets weaker, you're less likely to see sweeps, and maybe you'll start seeing these like giant hands. Maybe I don't know. Oh, right. But the, the problem is, it's just such a kick in the teeth when like you're 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 setting up your crazy combo, and then you know your he opponent just goes ah oh, sweeps, you know, and I'll shuffle these sweeps back in with my Jackson, like right. you know, it just cranks. feels bad. Like that's gonna happen with, against all your NBN players. But if 45% of the field is NBN. You kind of just don't want to go there, right, but right. once NBN kind of decreases in prevalence, maybe, maybe Echo Mind will be the uh, Echo Mind. Maybe I, you'll at least <laughs> see it. Yeah, you know, like whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I always like cheap consoles that can like fire out early. Like I don't know. Yeah. Oh yeah, throw it. Well, I guess yeah. You want to keep your hand full though. Yep. Well, again, it's just how many cards you can hold in your grip, not how many are literally in, in your, your hand. Right exactly, now. right. Yeah. So if you have a, a bunch of origamis, then you're nigh. No, it, it's it's equal to the number of cards that you have. Yes, oh, really? It's, it's in not, your grip. I'm yeah, sorry. it's not oh. the maximum size, which is which is make. Oh, yeah. It, oh, it's even weirder. Oh my god, it's weirder. And it like cards like psychic field against this. You just lose oh. your rig and your hand. <laughs> yeah. Like wow, you need to have also also other you support. Can, you can overdraw. With a quality time, and all of a sudden, boom! You have crazy MU for that turn because you discard at the end. Right. right. So you could have that put an overmind out, I guess. Right. Get a bunch of stupid tokens, right? And then discard away, and you have a supercharged overmind or something. Hmm. Right. Like, oh, that's that's kind of cool. Okay. That is both even even more and, crazy than we yeah. initially thought. You, but cool. You, <laughs> or you Joshua B. Duggars then install 
you're overmined. Over holy shit. Yeah. Oh. You just have enough counters for a couple turns. Forever. For a couple <laughs> turns. Yeah, you got E3 feedback on the last. You got counters for days. Yeah. It's a rugi. Aw. Yep. Cool. Oh, weird. Weird, okay. weird, weird. Yeah, console. weird, right? You know, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> and it's and weird, but arts, awesome. Arts, art's gorgeous as usual. Yeah, it's it's like a brain in a jar. Very, like, old school sci-fi. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. That's the echo mind. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's maybe it's a maybe it's a brain trust brain that was liberated. Hey, <laughs> brain trust brain is now free being a computer. <laughs> I guess maybe. Cool. Um, was there any other Roner stuff that you guys dug? You you uh, you actually put, I saw one. You you brought it one. You oh up. right, uh, uh, Zona Soul shipping. I like this because I actually picked this up in the draft and it did really well for me in the overall. Oh, great draft card draft that we did a while ago. But it is a criminal resource. Um, two credits to install. Just one influence, so really splashable. Um, you place one credit on Zona Sewell shipping when your turn begins. You can spend a click to take all their credits off Zona Sewell off. Um, but like um, Rachel. Rachel, Rachel Rachel Beckman, trash Zona Sewell if you are tagged. Yeah. Um, yeah, so another card that... You don't want to play with Account Siphon, or you want to empty it off you before just, you You also siphon. don't want to play it when more than half the people are playing NBN. Yes. Because <laughs> you're just incentivizing me to just go, I'm just going to score this breaking news out of hand. Just nuke your zone of Oh, yeah. right. Breaking news out of hand because you get the tags and lose them immediately, yeah, but, but it's you long care. enough to get rid of yeah. this. Hmm. This is in supplier realm. Yes. Two costs. So yeah, it's, it's yeah. definitely nice with a supplier for sure. Um, do you, I don't, when your turn begins, you don't, no. the turn you install it, you won't get the dollar no, on it. Correct. But you save the two on the install, so you're kind of happy with that, anyways. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. it's fine. Neat. I like yeah. the, um, I like the, the things that are coming out that, like, the second, the second the corp finds you, it's a, it all, they're out. It's right. Like, yeah. I, do I, do I know you? You're like, Rachel, come on. We were, we were pals. And it's no, like, she's out. Yeah. She's like the, no, the wolf. Goodbye. Yeah, right. right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Shows up, helps you out, but then things get hot and she's like, I'm done. Bye. Yeah. yeah. It's 30 minutes away. I'll be there in 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, how do you do it? I don't know. Uh, cool. Um, sweet. Okay. Well, what a, what a fun set. Thanks. FFG. Yeah. There's some, there's some cool stuff in here that I like a lot. Yeah. It's shaking me up. Yeah. It's awesome. Um, well, we did have a few questions from folks as well that I thought we could, uh, cool. we could softballs. I hope. Um, sure. Oh, uh, so our buddy, Matthew Kumar, he's, he's from tr- Toronto. We played with him. He was actually on the cast on our GDC cast, which was awesome. Oh yeah. Um, but he asks, and we kind of talked about this a little bit, but I think it's worth evaluating uh, a little bit more is, Blue Sun is like a craze right now. Tips to beat it, and what are some fun underexplored archetypes? Asking as I'm a long-term Wayland player and fed up of all the bandwagon jumping. I stuck with them when y'all didn't. (laughs) As runner, though, I'm wondering if it's even worth having Parasite slash Kaisa now. Um... Now in the ninety percent blue sun meta, <laughs> that is probably so Toronto. I, I well, absolutely guess, not. I guess if it's blue 90%. sun is popular in Toronto. <laughs> I got, yeah. Well, this is perfect because uh, Brody's played against a lot of. Blue I did sun, a lot so. of testing against blue sun, and the there's I guess two kill archetypes. There's whether you have well, you, it's whether you have mid seasons or not. Right. Right. So you're either going for sea source or mid season, and then there's the vegan style. Where you just you don't kill them, right? You you, you, you just stop style? them from running. 
You don't. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Vegan <laughs> to our non-Vancouver listeners it means you don't eat meat <laughs> or you don't eat anything that comes from animals. No, it just means you don't try to kill them. You just right. glacier. Yeah, it's, glacier like, it's, like, it's like ethics. Like, yeah. All right. Oh, I, like, I like vegan. vegan yeah. I, I thought you guys good. have heard of that. I don't no, know. Um, that's amazing. <laughs> well, actually, in like minutes before Worlds, Keith was like had three cards sleeved and and the three cards that weren't sleeved or maybe it was more than three and he was like just debating like looking at this like vegan kill vegan kill like, <laughs> just debating like should he take vegan or and then I guess the other archetype is whether or not you have bad publicity you you take bad publicity because mm. NAPD is just so good yeah right. like you can just benefit from just not you know and and archers because you can't ba- you can't flip them back up right. you can just go I don't want hostile takeovers and I don't want archer mm, mm. so um. I guess, yeah, those are the archetypes. Yeah. And then playing against them, you... The corp, the ability, fundamentally tempos the corp. So there is an advantage, which I mean, what I mean by that is they're, they're making them spend clicks on things that aren't progressing their board by, like, picking up their ice and putting it back down, right? Because right. each time they install it, it's going to cost them a click. Yeah. So the first kind of thought is like, well, if you make them res the ice, you're at least getting their tempo, the tempo out of them by making them pick it up and put it back down. Mm. But a lot of times they're playing ice that's going to punish you for hitting it anyways. Right. And the tempo is going to be an acceptable loss for them or they're just going to leave it rest. Right. So like, for example, like you you can have data pike is a really common card. Right. Yeah. Because it's just like, okay, you pay two. It's like, I'm fine with spending my click. You just wasted your two. Or or obviously, Tollbooth yeah. is great. It's amazing in that deck because everyone's answer, Shaper and like Shaper and Criminal is Fem the Tollbooth. Yeah. And right. now you just can't do that. You have yeah. to pay for your Tollbooth. Um, and <laughs> <Well>, so, finally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the thing is that unless the, the, the Corp, like, so from the runner side, you really only, you know they're always going to score from a remote. And a lot of times you don't, really care if they just score a, an agenda that is just a three advance so you can let them get like you can let them just take their atlas with no extra counters like if they if they advance then just go in and get that mm. right and then you just can kind of build up just like sit back like you you just don't you don't have to play it like any age you don't have to just think like oh man if i don't run and get their agenda they're just going to score next turn like so just a lot like cards like Cotty, which which is why snatching grab is so interesting to me because like the Cotty strategy is kind of out the window. So <laughs> um, just building up your econ. Uh, maybe that Opus is coming back. Maybe. maybe yeah. <laughs> um, I know like when I was preparing, like I was saying, a lot of times I would get sea sourced to to lose the Cotty, and so right. but now you don't even have to worry about that. Um, oh, yeah, like yeah. cards like security testing are just awful against that deck. Right. Right. Because you know they. If they left a server out for you, they might be they might be just letting you do it. To right. see, so like you make three bucks, all right, see sort of double scorch. Like, yeah, you know, um, card, cards like Mister Lee are really great against it because you're just like, okay, if I you really want to be accessing more than one for every run, it's like any glacier deck. Like mm. you don't want to be spending twelve. You don't want to just card, access one, one. card. Yeah. Like even if you are sure they have two agendas in HQ, like. If it's gonna break, make you broke, and then they're gonna try to score next turn, like yeah. so, you know, especially Mr. Lee, because Blue Sun is probably playing big agendas, so they're not, they're not gonna have like twelve or thirteen agendas floating around. Yeah, well, the the four advanced ones are pretty cool because it puts you in a position where you can start a turn, pull an ice, then install advance, put that big ice on your on your scoring remote, and that big ice is usually curtain wall, and mm. you kind of want to move it around. Right. And playing with the five advanced ones, you don't 
have access to that play, you either have to move the ice first, yep, right. which is telegraphing, mm. or just not use it. Right. So you actually have a lot of advantage doing those those four for twos, four for twos. right? And when you're running four for twos, you want NAPDs. That's the best one. Yeah. Corporate War is amazing in that deck yep. because you always have you the seven. You always get the always money. Yeah. It's just it's it's like an econ card. Do you run refiner? Uh, refinery. I don't oh, know. no, 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 not Grendel Refiner. The one some, decks, some decks ran it. Right, but you wouldn't because it would, the synergy would screw it with uh, NAPD because you take the bad pub. It's got built in hostile take. Oh, you mean uh, Geothermal Frag? Geothermal, geothermal. Frag. Yeah, yeah. The, the versions that run bad pub will run Geothermal. Right. But you, you have enough agendas that you don't, you don't need it because you get NAPD, Corporate War, uh, yeah, Corporate War, Atlas, that's 18. And then I don't know where you get your last two. I guess if you're going for the kill, then you just get two. Of the one with the guy's glasses. Oh, um, uh, uh, Vulcan cover. Vulcan cover. Yeah. No. Vulcan cover. Oh, oh, oh um, uh, posted, posted, bounty. posted bounty. Yeah, yeah. Posted Everybody bounty. got glasses in this game. So many cool cybersmiths. <laughs> Who card where they have glasses? <laughs> right. Of course. Yeah. Glasses assassins. Yeah, I think that's. I, I think that that sounds really good. I liked. Um, see, as I didn't really know how to deal with it when Brody was telling me how it is the caddy strat. You you keep the money pace and you just yeah score. yeah you yeah. just press and then when they do try to score. And and if they're really obviously not scoring, you, you like work, yeah, yeah like yeah. you know, um, like sometimes they go install advance advance, and you're like, okay, well I can't get in there, you you know you can't, and then on their turn they go advance advance flip the Grindle, and you're like, oh, okay, legwork. right, right, because it's <laughs> like, you, why did you get all that money? Yeah, because <laughs> you probably have agendas, right? Like, right, right. So it's kind of you have to pick on them in, in that kind of way. Yeah. Like, if, if you know you can't get into the remote, just run anyways. Uh, make them rest something, and then run R&D, right? Do that. Right, because that's the thing. other thing, is, is like, uh, they've got more than enough money to res their ice, but yeah. because so much of it is, because you're, you're, you're probably going to want to leave a lot of it face down, so they probably can't res it all at once. No, that's exactly right. Like, your your turns, that's why it's nice to have the interfaces. Like, a turn where you go legwork, then run R&D. Mm. Like, because a lot, of, it sounds like it might be expensive, but, uh, you know, they're only going to be able to res one row. Right. right? So... Yeah, I don't know. Awesome. I think that, 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 yeah, a lot of people just don't have experience playing against Glacier anyways, because it doesn't actually play a lot different from HB Glacier, mm. aside from the the assets. But a lot of them run, like... Like, Timmy's deck ran Adonis, which is just great. Oh, yeah. yeah. So good in that deck. It's just like, you get any amount of money on it. Oh, I want to score? I'll just pick it up, get my four, install advance. Yeah. Advance or whatever. And then you put it back later. Yeah. And it's, and, 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 and it's like a one-off, right? Like, you, don't, you, you put one Adonis campaign yeah. in. Yeah, I think it's two or yeah. three influence or something. So uh, I think you could have two. I don't know. Yeah. Cool. The, the thing with his deck is mid-season is four influence. So you kind of right. that's the, that's the heavy are one. running low. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another question from uh, Corey W. He says, uh, Procon, Professional Contacts, is probably my all-time favorite runner econ card, but I don't see it much in competitive play. What am I missing? Um, maybe he's in a weird meta. <laughs> yeah. It... Professional Contacts, lots of... If, if you're going serious with Shaper, like, it's it's incredible. Like if, When if it works, it's amazing. Yeah, if you're doing, like, the, the, the Kate prepaid voice pads all econ events thing yeah. you want pro contacts because pro contacts is letting you draw and get money and then you're getting your money events which yeah they just it pays it money. pays you twice yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I guess we didn't see much of it in worlds say because a lot of it is just crim and they don't their influence is spent otherwise really like, yeah it's a slow it it's like a, a good card 
against Blue Sun, I guess. Sure. <laughs> um, just because you want to slowly build up. But I like Mr. Lee better in Criminal because you're yeah. going to dig for exactly what you want. Yeah. Um, and then it's just such a tempo hit. And the amount of times where like the corp can breaking news and then kill it. Uh, it's just it's just too many. Yeah. <laughs> like with with just so much NBN, like you know, and and people running mid seasons stacks, like that's why you're not seeing it. Yeah. And it's too bad because that was the alt art card for Worlds. Yeah, that was, right? that was this beautiful Proco card, and that, yeah. that no one's gonna be able to play. <laughs> yeah. I know. So it's cool. So oh. I guess resources are too uh, fragile at at the moment with all the NBN tags flying around. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty. It's a... Yeah, it's 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 kind of positioned weird, weirdly too right now it's because like if fast advance goes down then nbn tag storm actually might pick up right yeah and then it's like not in a great position against that deck either <laughs> yeah. but it is in a good position against like like i don't know i think rp probably and and yeah. hb big eyes like stuff like that you know it's gonna be good yeah yeah i think i think definitely like if because pro contacts gives you a lot of card draw and then money alongside of it, but you need to be able to use those cards, right? Yeah, if you're, if you're discarding, you're sucks. not... Yeah, Yeah. so like econ events and uh, stuff like personal workshop or the supplier, where yep. you can draw a bunch right. of cards and then get them out on the board. Um, that's really good. Uh, there's actually a, a kit deck that I kind of like that uh, uses Boxy as a console. Oh, yeah. And so that gives you more card draw, so you can you hold yeah, more you stuff like hands, professional yep. contacts, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So it's around, I think, but it's, yeah, it is, it's hard to really justify outside of Shaper for sure. Yeah. And, and even Shaper decks that would run it, they, a lot of times they would just say, okay, I run three because I want it on turn one or two. And if I don't get it, I'm not installing it. Yeah. Yeah. And then you think about, is that worth a deck slot? Like. Or three decks? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um, finally from Demo Ledoux. Uh, he asks, do players wish they could experiment a bit more at top level, or is there just too much pressure to play the, quote, best deck? Like, I imagine those guys have some weird professor deck, but you kind of have to go with the consistency of the Gabe slash Andy. Um, Come to Vancouver. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, weird, weird decks for days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I think there is a little bit of, like, there's a little bit... Um, of risk playing the quote unquote best decks because kind of as there's so much worlds yeah, yeah. Hate, like yeah. everyone uh, neh was supposedly the deck to beat so yeah. everyone built their e decks to beat everyone it everyone beat it <laughs> and then the stuff that won was replicating perfection or personal evolution instead yeah so yeah i think some there's definitely something to be said for going with something that's a little bit off kilter and is a little bit dark horsey i mean sure well hey yeah. um the chicago regionals right yeah. The guy went with central only silhouette and crushed everybody. That's yeah. that's that, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, for me, I just I always have my tournament level decks and my for funsies decks. Right. right. Like I went to a recent tournament and I was like, okay, I don't need to bring my tournament level decks. I just played Nisei Division. Yes. And <laughs> it's it's just fun. Like I, you know, and I kind of get that out of my system <laughs> in my <laughs> casual. Yeah. Like I love I love the deck building. Like I have I'm always. I have tons of decks built on Netrunner DB and, and you know, like, but for a tournament, I won't play those, but I love to like, just build them, build them and take them to casual, casual nights. I, I don't know. I think that's what like the really competitive people end up just doing. Yeah. They just to get out of their system. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then, cause you, I don't know if you really want to win, like you, you have to justify every card slot and I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. 
Totally. So, so, so it looks like the high level players can still have fun. Like still have Yeah, for fun. sure. They're not they're not they're not just trapped in their in their Andy suckers and their uh... Yeah, and and you like if you come to the regular events, like just the meetups, you get to know like which players want to play your competitive decks against your them and which players will like want to play like something weird. Yeah. And <laughs> then and then you kind of get both out of it. Yeah, right? in our in, yeah. A, in our actually recent one, it sounds like the, the UK crew, they just they only do the weird stuff. Yeah. Like they want yeah. just weird experiences and fun, crazy yeah, stuff yeah. to happen all the time. Yeah. Well, it's like I was saying about worlds when Min did the sweeps. Yeah, it's like, it's just so, it's like bigger than the whole room. Yeah. Like right. it's just like <laughs> such an exciting thing for that to happen in a tournament. So like, yeah, yeah. And that's true that like, even, I mean, obviously that guy came in second, right? So yeah, it's like, there's, there's, out. yeah, there, and there's also space to do things that are a bit unexpected. Even even if you are, have something that still sort of resembles like the quote unquote best things, like sometimes just having like ten percent weirdness in there yeah. can be the thing that someone doesn't expect, and that's exactly. what pushes you over the top. Yeah, and Min had like two examples of that where people. He's the Belgium Belgian national champion, right? So he's like kind of intimidating to be around, right? Like, cause you're just like. Just like install this looks at you, right? And then <laughs> you you kind of assume maybe he's playing this Cambridge Gentechi thing, but you also you know he's a national champion too. Like he he probably brought his his weird stuff too, right? Yeah. And so he was running like and the Rhinice. He had Eli's in there, right? And just that is enough to just shake it up and just throw people off and don't know what you're doing. Yeah. And then in his runner deck, he ran medium. Yeah. Right. Which is just it's just enough. Like it's just crazy enough. To, to work, work. Yeah. <laughs> right? like, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, that's great. All right, cool. Well, Brody, thank yep. you very much for joining us today. Well, yeah. thank you for having me. Thanks yeah. so much. Yeah, it was a, it was a pleasure. And uh, maybe cool. maybe maybe we'll be speaking to the 2015 world's champion in a year from now. If maybe. if you I'm aren't, gonna, uh, I'm gonna try beyond, to win next year. No yeah. pressure though. <laughs> if you're not beyond our reach by that point. That's true. With no, the, I, I'll, the I'll always have time for you guys. <laughs> Aww, <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> we, we, we got it on tape. You yeah, we do. That now. Yeah. Um, and also, thank you very much to Mr. Gordon McLattery, once again, helping us engineer and record this fine podcast. Um, if you have any, you should check out, like, if you ever need any audio production design, for sound, anything, really. composition work Gord, if if it makes noise gord can make it make good noise gord's got you covered yeah uh Sh shell in the pit is yep. is this is okay. moniker that you want to search for um and then if you have any questions thoughts feedback whatever for us you can hit us up on twitter at term seven or email us at terminal seven at idlethumbs.net um does does brody do you have a thing if you want yes. to follow some some check out some brody's decks uh Oh, uh, you an octagon? Do you have a handle? Yeah, on octagon, I'm de facto. Okay. And on board game geek, I'm Brody with two E's, B R O D E E. Sweet. Cool. You message so, me or whatever. Then yeah. you can know. Find a cool guy there. Yeah. Um and uh oh, we should mention um in February, I forget the exact date, but near the end of February, we'll be hosting another tournament at the fireplace. Yeah. <laughs> In a fireplace, in, in a, a very fireplace. large fireplace, in the fireman hall. Uh, yeah, I believe it's the it's where we held uh, the last term. It's the it's a gaming convention meetup day board game weekend uh, called Terminal City Tabletop Convention. Um, and, we drafted uh, and did a tournament. Yes, last it, was, it was great. It's at the Firefighters Memorial Banquet Hall in Burnaby, British Columbia. Um, and uh, just look for Terminal City Tabletop. 
uh, on Google and then there's like the dates and the events. And obviously we'll, when we get actually closer to the event, we'll mention it properly, but we just figure we'll give folks a heads up yeah. right now. You should come down because we had a great time last time. Yeah, it was and awesome. Can, and you can, there's a bar there. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, we still need to figure out a good central location to host some some proper tournaments in the city that don't require obviously booking an entire v- banquet hall. Because yeah. that can happen for a big giant board game event, but not not just for like twenty five of us for an yeah. tournament. No, I I got some leads. Got some okay, leads. great, good. Yeah. Find that pavement on the yeah. beat. No Can I just it. mention we also have a tournament? Oh, Starlet's having a tournament on December sixth. Yes. Oh, oh my yeah. God. Yes. Oh yeah. So I don't know if this will come out before then. It will. It will. Awesome. So you yeah. know, Saturday, December sixth. Yeah. There. Yep. At Starlet Citadel. Starlet Citadel. Starlet Citadel. Yep. On seventh and Manitoba. They got a cover. What, what's the cover? Five bucks. Five bucks. Five bucks. There's a prize for most uh, flatlines. Oh. as well yeah. so it's interesting because that will warp the runner decks oh, like yeah. you're going to expect to see feedback filters so now you have to design your, r- your kill deck your kill deck around assuming people have feedback filter interesting idea yeah. or maybe it won't matter at all and then you're stuck with these feedback filters <laughs> <laughs> either way I should be there you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> should be so fun come, so come play it's one of the best well I guess the best the best Canadian network play. <laughs> definitely your words <laughs> our words that is those are the results those are just the numbers yeah <laughs> Yeah, that's the math, people. <laughs> that's right. Um, and finally, as always, thank you very much to Mr. Ed Harrison for letting us use his track, Tin Soldiers, from the Neo Tokyo OST. Um, you don't even need to say it. It's amazing. Get it at edharrison.bandcamp.com. So we're back. And we're back. I don't know if we'd say we're back. And we're back. And I'm, we're back. I'm, I'm going to edit it as okay. if it never went so, away. Oh, it's such a good and we're back, too. I know. Okay. Sorry, buddy.